Welcome to Storytime Revolutions Devotions. Today is January 17th, and I am in the garage of my parents' house. I am down here to help my dad on a job for the next two weeks or so. So, hopefully it's not much different and everything goes well and I can continue with both my works. Father God, thank you for your provisions. Thank you for family. Thank you for love. Thank you that you continually take care of us no matter what, even when we don't understand it, even when we're not looking, you're paying attention to us. Thank you for your attention. <clears throat> I'm going to sing the, uh, the third verse to be thou my vision, riches I heed not, nor man's empty praise, thou mine inheritance now and always. Thou and thou only, first in my heart, high king of heaven, my treasure thou art. If you're real good, you can remember all of that, but I guess you can play it again if you want to sing along. I don't know. Riches I heed not, nor man's empty praise. Thou mine inheritance now and always, thou and thou only, first in my heart, High King of Heaven, my treasure thou art. May he be all that we treasure. May he be the treasure that attracts us the most. And we'll sing the third verse to the old rugged cross. In that old rugged cross, stained with blood so divine, a wondrous of beauty I see. For twas on that old cross Jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it some day for a crown. So I sing because he tells me to sing. And I do enjoy to sing because he has taught me to enjoy to sing, which has been um, an interesting lesson over time. I've always enjoyed it from my youth in worship. I always felt closest to him in praise when I was young. But sometimes you question yourself. And sometimes you feel like it's a waste of time just sitting there singing. But I'm pretty sure he really appreciates it. So January 17th, the Daily Light. I said that because if you want me to sing more, if you have songs that you want me to learn and we can sing together, um, I'd love to do that. I, I like to sing. I practice so I can 
not sound horrible. I once had a person tell me never to sing again in one of my podcasts, so that was fun. But I've been practicing, and I still haven't taken lessons, and I'll do that too eventually. But um, but yeah, if you have requests, um, shoot them at me. In, in um, the Get to Know Me box of the podcast, I have my email and phone number, and you can text me, call me. Um, you can shoot me a Marco Polo. You can send me a, a voice chat on the um, through my um, anchor. Yeah, anchor has a way to um, to allow you to do voice messages and all sorts of things. So, so let me know. Um, January seventeenth. If you have any suggestions, I don't know. I'd like to hear from you. If you have lovingly delivered my soul but you have lovingly delivered my soul from the pit of corruption god has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him in this is love not that we loved god but that he loved us and sent his son to be the appropriation for our sins who is a god like you pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgressions of the remnant of his heritage. He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. He will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast out all our sins into the depths of the sea. O Lord my God, I cry out to you and you healed me, O Lord. You brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer went up to you and to your holy temple. I waited patiently for the Lord. He brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He's so good about that putting us on firm foundations if we will just rely on him and let him tell us what to do he wants us in the strong place he wants to put us through trials and tribulations and make us weak and broken firstly can we rebuild us but at the end of the rebuilding process you're he, like you the goal is to get you on a strong firm foundation so you can move forward in the lord January 17th, for my utmost, for his highest, the vocation of the natural law. I wonder if I should read the 16th as well, because I missed that day, and it could be in connection. And I mean, January 15th, do you walk Do you walk in white? That's probably really good. Did I do January 14th, called of God? I don't think I did January 14th either. No, 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 I did January 14th. Okay, so do you walk in white, the voice of the nature of God and the vocation of the natural life. I'm going to go ahead and read all three. This will be a long one. Do you walk in white? January 15th. 15th. Buried with him that even so we also should walk in newness of life. Romans uh, 6, 4. No one enters into the experience of entire sanctification without going through a white funeral. The burial of the old life. If there has never been this crisis of death, sanctification is nothing more than a vision. There must be a white funeral, a death that has only one resurrection, a resurrection into the life of Jesus Christ. Nothing can upset such a life. 
It is one with God for one purpose to be a witness to him. Have you come to your last days, really? Have you come to them often in sentiment? You have come to them often in sentiment, but have you come to them in really? You cannot go to your funeral in excitement or die in excitement. Death means you stop being. Do you agree with God that you stop being the striving, earnest kind of Christian you have been? We skirt the cemetery and all the time refuse to go to death. It is not striving to go to death. It is dying, baptized in to his death. Have you had your white funeral? Or are you sacredly playing the fool with your soul? Is there a place in your life marked as the last day, a place to which the memory goes back with a chastened and extraordinarily grateful remembrance? Yes, it was then, at that white funeral, that I made an agreement with God. This is the will of God, even your sanctification. When you realize what the will of God is, you will enter into sanctification as naturally as can be. Are you willing to go through that white funeral now? Do you agree with him that this is your last day on earth? The moment of agreement depends on you. There's one occasion in my life that I can remember most recently that seems like it might kind of be similar to a white funeral. It's where I promised God I would do my best no matter what. I think he used that promise to change me, but I don't know if it's a white funeral because I still there are still issues that I have, still sins that I'm not freed from, but I think that's part of the sanctification process. So I'm not, I guess I'm not sure exactly what, I guess I would like some expounding on his white funeral concept. If you have an understanding of it better than I do, I'll take your explanation. Do you agree with God that you stop being the striving, earnest kind of Christian you have been? I assume that means the Christian of works is my assumption. This is the will of God, even your sanctification. When you realize what the will of God is, you will enter into sanctification as naturally as can be. Okay, so I think what he's saying is that the will of God is for your sanctification, and you must also be willing to be sanctified, and that's your white funeral, willing to turn back on the world and turn into him, and then he slowly sanctifies you along the process as he's able to, based on your past history, at least through my experience. January 16th, the voice of the nature of God, and as you're willing to actually let go of things, so some things are harder to let go than others. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? When we speak of the call of God, we are apt to forget the most important feature, viz, V-I-C, the nature of the one who calls. There is the call of the sea, the call of the mountains, the call of the great ice barriers. But these calls are only heard by the few. The call is the expression of the nature from which it comes, and we can only record the call if the same nature is in us. The call of God is the expression of God's nature, not of our nature. There are strands of the call of God providentially at work for us which we recognize and no one else does. It is the threading of God's voice to us in some particular matter, and it is no use consulting anyone else about it. We have to keep that profound relationship between our souls and God. The call of God is not the echo of my nature. My affinities and my personal temperament are not considered. 
As long as I consider my personal temperament and think about what I am fitted for, I shall never hear the call of God. But when I am brought into relationship with God, I am in the condition Isaiah was in. Isaiah's soul was so attuned to God by the tremendous crisis he had gone through that he recorded the call of God to his amazed soul. The majority, the majority of us have no ear for anything but ourselves. We cannot hear a thing God says. To be brought into the zone of the call of God is to be profoundly altered. January 17th, the vocation of the natural life. But when it pleased God to reveal his son to me, in me, to reveal his son in me, Galatians 1, 15 and 16. I like Galatians a lot. The call of God is not a call to any particular service. My interpretation of it may be because contact with the nature of God has made me realize what I would like to do for him. The call of, call of God is essentially expressive of his nature. Service is the outcome of what is fitted to my nature. The vocation of the natural life is stated by the Apostle Paul when it pleased God to reveal his Son in me that I might preach him. Sacramentally express, it says, it says among the Gentiles. Sacramentally express. I want to look that up and see exactly what that means. Sacramentally like holy expression of an expression a sacramental expression is to preach is what he's saying service is the overflow of super supra abounding devotion but profoundly speaking there is no call to that it is my own little actual bit and is the echo of my identification with the nature of god Service is the natural part of my life. God gets me into relationship with himself whereby I understand his call. Then I do things out of sheer love for him on my own account. To serve God is the deliberate loved gift, love gift of nature that has heard the call of God. Service is expressive of that which is fitted to my nature. God's call is expressive of his nature. Consequently, when I receive his nature and hear his call, the voice of the divine nature sounds in both, and the two work together. The Son of God reveals himself in me, and I serve him in the ordinary ways of life out of devotion to him. I think he's just saying he's serving in the ins and outs of life, of his normal, normal daily life, but it is a service of being attuned to how the Spirit would guide you in what you ought to do, and also an unction of just doing what he would do if he was here. I think. Let's do um, Face to Face, Volume 1, Day 7. Adoration. You are the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. You live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit. 
You revive the spirit of the lowly and the hearts of the contrite. Like the multitudes who went before Jesus, we also shout, Hosanna to the son of da David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! Who is greater than our God? You can't, you can't know God and not agree that he is the greatest unless you in some way dismiss some aspect of who he is. There, there, there is no better thing. He is the end all, the be all. There's like you either with him or, or everything's going to go badly for you. Confession. We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity and acted wickedly. I don't know about you, but I surely did. Prodigal son for like 20 years. Lots of things I wished I hadn't done, and I thank God that he gave me his son. And there's still things, habits that are unbroken, and I'm sure there's still trauma deep within that needs to be torn open and healed properly. So, Father God, if there is anything in us that we need to know about, um, and be aware of, and be convicted of, then convict us of it so that we would stop doing it. And if there's any areas in our life that is not right, not whole, not made perfect unto your image, then make it so for us. Renewal. As an obedient child, may we not conform ourselves to the former lust we had when we lived in ignorance. But as you who called us holy, so may we be holy in all our conduct, because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. May we be holy. Lead us down the pathway to holiness. You are the Lord our God. May we consecrate ourselves and be holy because you are holy. You are the Lord who brought your people up out of Egypt to be their God. Therefore, may we be holy because you are holy. That's First Peter and Leviticus. That's what we're called to be, though. We're, we're called to be freed from all sin and holy in his eyes. And I'm not sure that holiness is the same thing as being made righteous by Christ. Like that's living a certain kind of life, as far as I can tell. Father God, make us able to do that which we are ought, which we ought to do, and may we sustain that. Remove temptations from us and help us to remove temptations from ourselves, so that we do not fall away. Petition, O oh Lord, I pray, let your ear be attended to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servant who delight in, your rever in revering your name. Father God, we would ask that you give us more insight and understanding of who you are, your character, your son, who is the word, and the scriptures you gave us to help us understand who you are. Help us to understand who your son is and be more like him. Help us to understand more who we are and what we should be doing and where we should be going based on what you would have us do and guide us in this day and the day to come and help us to use this evening wisely. Intercession. Lord Jesus, we in 
We are encouraged by these words you prayed for all who would believe in you. I ask that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory that you gave me I have given to them, that they may be one, just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father God, for those who do not know you, may they hear your may they hear of you from a reliable source and a close friend of yours so that they can truly understand who you are. And for those who knew you but have walked away, rekindle their spirits and their fire and their passions to live devotedly after you and worship you alone. For those who are in ministry and working on your behalf and seeking out and doing what you have called them to do, uplift them, uphold them, take care of them, give them the resources they need in order to do their work properly. And for those who are oppressed, in need, the poor, the widows, those recent and long, the orphaned, those without mother and father, we ask that you give them hope and you stir up the people on their behalf to take care of their needs so that the community reaches out and heals itself. Affirmation. Father, we rejoice that your son Jesus has fulfilled your promises. A shoot will come forth from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The Spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The Spirit of counsel and of power. The Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness he will judge the poor and decide with fairness for the meek of the earth. And he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. That's amazing. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Is there anything so wonderful, any news so amazing that the Son of God died for our sins? Thanksgiving, I cried out, and you heard me and saved me out of my troubles. Your angels encamp around those who fear you and deliver them. I waited patiently for you, Lord, and you turned to me and heard my cry. You lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. You set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. You put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to you, my God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in you. How well he takes care of us. As soon as you, as soon as you need him and you reach out to him, he's there. 
You might ignore him for who knows how long, but as soon as you cry out and put yourself in his hands, he's there. He's always, he always was there, but now you've actually asked for his help, and so he's able to help you. Before, you were just ignoring him, and so he was just biding his time, taking care of you in ways that you can't really see, but not as much as he could have been if you had asked him for help. Ask the Lord for help, man. He wants to help. Closing prayer. Let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. I feel blessed to be a son of God. No matter all the other things that go on in my life, I'm still his son. And what, a, what an amazing thing to be, to get to be brought into the family of the Most High God. Wow. Okay, so we did chapter 4. We're on chapter 5, which is a bunch of names, so that'll be fun. Genesis chapter 5. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam, in the day when they were created. And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years, and begat a son in his own likeness, after his image, and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam, after he had begotten Seth, were eight hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived, there were nine hundred and thirty years, and he died. And Seth lived a hundred and five years, and begat Enos. And Seth lived after he begat Enos eight hundred and seven years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Seth were nine hundred and twelve years, and he died. And Enos lived ninety years, and begat Canaan. That's K-A-I-N-A-N. -A -N. Yeah, it's still Canaan. Canaan, it's, I don't, it's, it's broken up, so. And Enos lived after he begat Canaan eight hundred and fifteen years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enos were nine hundred and five years, and he died. And Canaan lived seventy years, and begat Mahalalil, 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 Mahalalil. And Canaan lived after he begat Mahalalil eight hundred and forty years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Canaan were nine hundred and ten years, and he died. And Mahalaleel lived sixty and five years, and begat Jared. And Mahalaleel lived after he begat Jared eight hundred and thirty years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Mahalaleel were eight hundred and ninety and five years, and he died. And Jared lived an hundred and sixty years, and he begat Enoch. Enoch. And Jared lived after he begat Enoch eight hundred and... Eight hundred years, and begat sons and daughters, and all the days of Jared were nine hundred and nine hundred sixty and two years, and he died. And Enoch lived sixty years and five, sixty and five years, and begat Methuselah, and Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And Methuselah lived an eight hundred and seven years, and begat Lamech. 
And Methuselah lived after he begat Lamech 780 and two years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Methuselah were 960 and nine years and he died. And Lamech lived an 800, 180 and two years and he begat a son. And he called his name Noah, saying, This same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands, because of the ground which the Lord hath cursed. And Lamech lived after he begat Noah five hundred ninety and five years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Lamech were seven hundred seventy and seven years, and he died. And Noah was five hundred years old, and Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. I forget those names a lot. There's a lot. I don't know if you've ever done any like genealogy studies, but they're pretty interesting how much information is contained in the names and all the meaning in the names and um, and kind of some prophecy that's kind of comes out of the names. It's pretty cool. Um, January 17th, the Daily Light Evening. The things which are for now we see in a mirror dimly. Now we do not yet see all things put under him. We also have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Beloved, Remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. The Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Little children, it is the last hour. The night is far spent, the day is at hand, therefore let us cut Cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Well, that's some pretty intense stuff right there. We should listen to the prophets because they are a light that shines in a dark place. But you would also do well to check the spirit of the prophet and confirm it against the spirit that you know who is the Lord. And um, do not walk according to ungodly lusts things which you want and aren't willing to wait for is the kind of like what lust is and there are definitely those who are going to listen to deceiving spirits and already are and also doctrines of demons and already are like religion religion is a doctrine of the demons and many many bow before it it is the last hours is i guess these last ones are john and romans maybe um, little children, it is the last hour. That's probably First John. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. He's been dealing with me and my routines and how I wake and how I sleep and how I treat my, my waking hours and my evening hours and how I take care of myself and like all the things that like my entire like life he's been restructuring according to what he wants it to be. That's been difficult. Um, I look forward to um, being here in the morning and, and starting my work again. 
and uh, I look forward to my future with whatever this turns into. Um, my name is Jared McCurran, and uh, if you want to contact or reach out or, well, I guess you know how to reach me. If you need prayer, like all those kinds of things. We're supposed to be a community, a church body. We're supposed to build relationship. And hopefully this helps you because I know, I know it helps me. So um, you have a wonderful night and a blessed sleep and a great day. And, um, ooh, ooh, I do want to read. I had lost a prayer that my grandfather had given me. And I found it again very recently today, actually, or yesterday. This is a prayer that um, Jimmy Davidson wrote and prayed over himself and never had a sick day until he was 88 years old. Um, and it goes like this. We are the body of Christ. We are redeemed from the curses for Yeshua bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases in his body and by his stripes we are healed in the name of Christ. Therefore, we forbid any sicknesses, diseases, or accident to operate on or in our bodies in the name of Yeshua. For every artery, bone, cartilage, cell, disc, gland, joint, ligament, muscle, nerve, organ, sinew, tendon, tissue, vein, vertebrae, blood, and skin to function in the perfection which God created it to function. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so we will honor God and bring him glory in our body. Thank you, Lord, for a healthy body, a healthy mind, a healthy attitude towards others, and a growing love for you and our neighbor. Thank you, Lord, for all of your blessings, for you have truly made us blessed in the person with you have truly made us blessed in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, God bless you. And thanks for listening to Storytime Revolution.